Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Cole from CrossFit Higher Ground in Georgia. What's up, Cole? How are you today? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, of course. We're excited to have you here. Alrighty, so let's just jump into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Uh, so I think that the, the, the biggest reason why is to just provide the community with hope, give them something to be a part of, and, uh, and share with them a, you know, a number of different ways that they can train fitness. Uh, and I, you know, we kind of get stuck in um, like, the globo gym air of kind of working out by ourselves, the headphones are on and everybody's kind of isolated in one part of the gym. And when I found CrossFit, it was really the coolest thing that I had ever seen. Everybody's working out in a group setting. And I too was that individual that kept himself kind of secluded in an area and, you know, worked out in the globo gym. And, and that was my thing for a while, which I think is, is for most, but when I, when I found CrossFit and I see everybody working out together, it was extremely powerful. There were, we were, you know, you just saw in yourself and in others that you were overcoming so many different obstacles, things that you never thought were possible. And I wanted to provide that for my community. So it, you know, and I've been doing this for, for seven to eight years. Uh, I was, um, blessed to find a local gym, uh, that is, that's no longer an affiliate, but they, they, uh, you know, I, I joined the gym and, and the owner had asked if I wanted to, to start coaching. And I said, okay, you know, I didn't really know much about coaching. I knew that I wanted to be involved within the health industry at some point or somewhere, but didn't really know what that looked like. And, uh, he said, you know, would you be interested in, in coaching here? And I said, okay, cool. So I went and got my level one and did the whole level one experience and from there, it just took off. I just, I completely fell in love with working with individuals and just sharing my passion for fitness with them and helping them reach their goals and, you know, overcome different, different obstacles that they thought were never possible. Absolutely. And uh, it was at that point that I realized, okay, I feel that I could offer more mm -hmm. than just being a coach and the gym that, that I was a part of, which it was such an amazing gym. It was such a great little community. Uh, and it was so, it was, it was heartbreaking that they, that they shut their doors um, to pursue other things. But I ended up purchasing some of their equipment. And when I had the equipment, I was like, okay, what do I do from here? So right. I started reaching out to friends and family members and started training them just kind of, kind of on the side and uh, was like, okay, I want to take this to the next level. And I you know, I found a 2,500 square foot facility and moved what little bit of equipment I had in the doors. And it just gradually grew from there. And, you know, I really didn't know much about business at all. It was just kind mm -hmm. of, uh, it was kind of, a, it was a, it was a very, very strong prayer. And I was like, if this is where God wants me to go, then this is where I'm going to go. And I felt Absolutely. that this was his calling for me was, was uh, being inside the gym, making an impact on the community and everybody that walks through 
the doors from all walks of life and just give them hope, right? Make it a, make it a great experience for them. You know, and it's so cool because our 5.15 a.m. class that, that, uh, that we have is one of our busiest classes. And, you know, the coaches, including myself, are probably the first person that they see besides their spouse, maybe, maybe not, you know, in the mornings. And we get to basically set the tone for their day. And I thought that, that, that that's just extremely powerful, and I wanted to be a part of that. So once I got into that 2,500-square-foot facility, it just – that dream just come true. That's awesome. So it started with, you know, yourself in the gym, which is usually kind of how it starts. You know, you find something that you're really passionate about and then it just kind of grows from there. But a big, big part of it sounds like for you is the community aspect of it, which in the CrossFit community, that's always a really big thing. People really want to feel like they're a part of something larger, you know, and a lot of times that kind of helps to excel people in their lives, not only within the gym, but outside of the gym as well, because it builds strength and confidence, you know, not only physical strength, but um, mental strength and confidence in the gym and then also outside of the gym as well. So that's awesome that you've been able to provide that community and, um, you know, provide that place for people to go and to experience that within your community. It sounds like you have a really great community within your gym oh totally and i and i do feel strongly about every crossfit gym within the nation i feel that you're going to get that same experience now obviously we open our doors because we feel that we can offer a little something different uh but walking into a crossfit gym i will give credit to every affiliate owner in the nation that you'll receive that like a very very strong community vibe and that's that's the foundation that's the anchor or the lead domino you know, to becoming an affiliate owner. And um, that's, that, that's truly what, what it's all about. And it's about just, you know, giving people something to be a part of. You know, I have so many people that walk into the doors that are a little bit kind of skittish on the term CrossFit because it's, it, it was founded as the sport of fitness. Uh, however, it grew into something so much bigger. It was just uh, categorized under the sport of fitness umbrella. And then when everybody started to come together and they were competing, yes, but then it started to branch off and become something so much bigger, which people wanted to be a part of that. But still people, people to this day will see it as the sport of fitness, which is intimidating, right? So we as affiliate owners have to work extra hard to share with people that you can do this, right? And it just gives them, it gives them something to be a part of. And uh, it, gives them, it gives them hope. And when they come into the gym, you know, we just explain to them that, you know, CrossFit is a it's, it's not a verb. You don't cross fit, right? It's an adjective. It describes a, a style of fitness. It describes a, a multitude of different fitness modalities. You know, you sitting down and standing up is cross fitness. It's a cross between a ton of different fitness modalities. So we try right. to get that point across. And, you know, so I, I hear it all the time that people say that they have to get in shape prior to coming across. Yes. Which makes sense <laughs> to me, you know, it, it, that, that absolutely doesn't make make any sense. It's like, just come in, manage what you have, what God is giving you or, or where it is that you, you are, your current state. And then let us help you, you know, reach whatever goal, right. whatever unique goal it is that you have in mind. Absolutely. So, yeah. Get to the next level. Yeah. There's zero prerequisites. And right. I think that most people see, see it as like, okay, it's intimidating. Oh man, we're going to be flipping tires. Listen, we sit on the tires more than we flip the tires. Honestly. Yeah. 
we there are so there's so many other direction there's this it's a whole different approach uh that we have when it comes to programming and uh you know supplying the gym with with um you know with their needs to to acquire a certain goal right absolutely so as far as your business model goes let's talk about that a little bit so are you doing uh Obviously, a large part of CrossFit itself is group training. So group training, do you offer any one-on-one, semi-privates? How does that look? Yeah, so we have a couple of different things, um, one of which is fast forward. Uh, it's, it, we, we coined it as fast forward uh, about two years ago, and that's our foundational program. So for example, Brie, if you came into my facility and you had zero experience in the gym, I would take you to the fast forward program, which is completely separate than our, you know, month to month agreements or anything like that. So the fast forward program, it's, it's three days, day one, we work with you for an hour to an hour and a half, and it's all body weight exercises. So we introduce to you the push up, the pull up, uh, in all modifications for each of the movements, um, the air squat, box squat, if necessary, uh, anything like that. We offer all body weight exercises on day one. So we take you through a, a structured warm-up, kind of a skill session there in the center where we, if you know, if you have any injuries or other elements or anything like that, we we provide modifications for each. And then we'll do a conditioning piece, which consists of some of those movements that we just covered. And then on day two, we do odd object work. So that's where we integrate kettlebell swings. That's where we integrate any dumbbell components, um, any, any, you know, box jumps and stuff like that, uh, slam balls, wall balls, those types of things. And then day three, we integrate barbell components. So that's where we'll break down the front squat, the back squat, the strict press, the push press, and the push jerk. And then we will complete deadlifts, power cleans. And then depending on how the individual is moving, will we then integrate uh, the snatch? It's not a movement that we do a lot of. We don't snatch a lot. I know that it's probably a shocker to most uh, gym owners, but we don't snatch a lot because I can, I can replicate uh, any type of like ground overhead movement, uh, with a, you know, with a dumbbell doing some type of unilateral work to create overhead stability much more and much faster than I can. If I have, uh, if a, the, the athlete has a barbell in their hands, don't get me wrong. I love the snatch. I love Olympic lifting. It's some of my favorite. We have Olympic lifting platforms in the back of our facility. We've got it. It's kind of a two tier model. I just moved to a new facility just recently, but, um, so yes, we do a lot of Olympic lifting, but not always will I uh, push that in, in our, in our program necessarily. Okay. At least if we do, we'll start from the top. We'll do some high hang snatches week one, and then week two, we'll do hang snatches. And then week three, we'll do snatches from the floor. So it's not like, Mm -hmm. Hey guys, today we're going to be building to a one rep max snatch. It's not something that I've not done that since day one. And I've, I've been an affiliate owner for six years. Right. So that's, that's the first thing like if you were to walk into the facility that's the first thing that we offer is the fast forward program now my head coach uh coach tony she runs our fresh start program so she is certified through precision nutrition and she it's it's super cool how she has this whole thing set up and uh, she's she's very very good with that stuff so she takes uh athletes that don't have any knowledge, uh, so to say, when with meal prepping or counting your macros or what a protein, uh, you know, a fat and a carb is, um, portion control, how to navigate through the supermarket. There's a, you know, a number of things that she covers within a 12 week period. And then she has uh, like a, it's like a gold and a bronze uh, 
you know, package that she offers after the 12 week fresh start program. So those are the two biggest things that we, that we offer and that we push uh, quite often. And uh, we do offer, uh, I do some sports specific work as well uh, for, for kids and for, you know, older adults, depending on what they're pursuing. But um, I would say the bulk of our uh, methodology is through group training. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Absolutely. Especially with your model. So as far as goals go within the business over the next six months to a year or so, so you said you just expanded to a larger facility, correct? So that was a huge goal. Absolutely. That we moved from a 2,500 square foot facility, a two tier model is something that well, let me, let me, let me go backwards. I, I knew that this, the day that I opened the doors at the 2,500 square foot facility, and I am so blessed for everyone that supported me along the way and helped make this possible. I mean, I, it, it, it wasn't all me and I would mm-hmm. never, I would never be uh, selfish in that regard. I, my family, my friends, all of the community, it's amazing. But the, I knew that that was not the end goal. Not even where I'm at is not the end goal. No mm-hmm. way. Absolutely not. So the 2,500 square foot facility, the day that I opened the doors was the day I was like, okay, I'm not looking for the next best thing. I definitely wanted to control what I had, but I knew that I wanted to just give more and give more and add value. So five years down the road, we found an old piano building uh, that's about a mile and a half. It's crazy. It's just, it's crazy. It was a mile and a half from where my, you know, my old facility is. And, uh, there was a lot of work that had to be done, which most people think, oh man, you just had to move equipment and then you start running your business. It's like, no, there was so much behind the scenes stuff that took place that yeah. no <laughs> sees. But uh, so we found that, you know, we found that facility and I prayed over that facility and uh, it was just, it's like God just handed it to me on a platter. and was like, this is where you're supposed to be. I, I knew it from awesome. the second that the, the landlord had given me the, the code to get in the lockbox was mm-hmm. just a number that sits strongly with me. And I was like, that's, it was the same number. It was just amazing. So that's I great. knew that that's where we needed to go. And that's sure enough. Uh, May is when I signed the lease. I opened, I did a grand opening, maybe it's been two months now. And uh, we're now in a two tier model, which was my, my next goal from when I opened the 2,500 square foot facility. I was like, I want two tiers mm-hmm. where we have about 4,000 square feet of floor space up front. And then in the back, I have a thousand square feet. So, and I have right. coach's office. Uh, I just recently brought on a great friend of mine uh, through Dynamic Spine Center. They are now inside my facility. So their third location is inside my facility. I have a kid's room, I have changing rooms. Wow. So, you know, roll up door in the back. So these are some things that I had written down as, as a goal. So that was goal number one. That was the biggest goal yeah. was to find a new location. And, and it just couldn't be more perfect. That's amazing. So now you're there. And now where are we looking to take it from here? You said this is not an end goal either. So what's no, so I, I think what I would want to do, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm pretty clear on this, is that is to build an 8,000 square foot facility. So okay. mm-hmm. I had a goal uh, before moving into this. It was a very, very small goal. And it was, and, and, but it, and it, it didn't work. It didn't work out, which was fine because I feel that that door closed so a bigger opportunity could open but i wanted to build a gym i had uh, found a piece of land and i was like okay this is it i'd already mapped the whole thing out i had friends from all over you know uh, you know come into town and kind of help me 
you know, kind of draw it out. And we were unfortunately turned down. Uh, a Publix is nearby and they had some say so within the property and, uh, and okay. I just didn't want, didn't want a gym there. Didn't want something that's going to flood their parking lot or anything like that. So understandable. I was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. I'm just going to move forward. This is not, right. this is not value what we're capable of. I'm just going to mm-hmm. set it aside and, and keep you know, going moving forward. So my goal from here, even though we just, we just signed the lease, I have at least five years here, but I do have a goal of building a facility, an 8,000 square foot facility. And that I believe is a perfect square, you know, uh, perfect square footage, perfect mm-hmm. size. I think any bigger than that, it's, I don't know, just from what I've seen and, and, and following other gym owners that have, you know, secured a facility of that size, if not way larger, yeah. <laughs> I reached out to them and I have asked them, I mean, some of them have, you know, opened up a 35 to 40,000 square foot facility. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. But I just, I, I want, I love the community. Like yeah. I, I, I truly, I genuinely love everybody within my facility and, right. and it is, and I, 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 won't, I don't want to lose that like tight niche. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose. I don't want to walk into the door. Now it's getting to a point where I'm walking in and I'm like, I'm having to ask some of my other staff members. I'm like, Hey, you know, Hey, who is this? Hey, who is that? Right. You know, always <laughs> everybody in class. We always give them a big warm welcome. We high five each of them, you know? So that's a, that that's a must, but I do have people that are in the facility. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, who is that? But I never want it to come to a point where I, you know, it, it's, it's three, six, nine months down the road. And all of a sudden I, I there's, 25 people in the gym that I don't know. I want yeah. to have a personal connection with each of them. And that means Absolutely. so much to me. So that's, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the, that's my vision at least. That's, yeah. that's a vision that I have. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So as far as your client base goes, how many clients are you currently serving within your facility? Currently we are close to the 200 mark. Okay. All right. And then, so Obviously, like we have grown significantly since moving into this bigger facility, but yeah, I was running out of parking. There was, I was having to cap classes at the other facility because I couldn't fit 15 people into it. I mean, I could, don't get me wrong. We were packed. Don't, you know, we were, we were absolutely packed and I would never, if it, even if you register for a class, now don't get me wrong. We have standards and we have protocols and we have, you know, guidelines in place where if I have somebody show up 15 or 20 minutes late, okay, you're going to have to sit for the next class. And that's just out of respect for the coach and respect for the athletes that were there, you know, on time or if they were a couple of minutes late, that's fine. But early morning at the 515 class, I would have 15 to 20, if not 25 people come in. And of course, there's no class immediately after. So I'm not going to say, hey, you have to sit until the nine o'clock class. It's just, that's not a right. good conversation to have. Yeah. So we would obviously bring them in, but it was getting to a point where it was just overwhelming. We were overwhelmingly blessed, right? It was... Uh, but having that many people in there, a lot of people would kind of turn away from it because it was yeah. a lot, you know, if we ran out of equipment, uh, you know, if we ran out, out of floor space, anything of that nature. So right. okay. now we are able to just, now we can take it to a whole nother level. Absolutely. So as far as acquiring those new clients, what is it that you're doing to get new people in your door? Is it mostly word of mouth? Is it organic? Are you doing any type of paid advertising? How does that work? No. So I would say it's completely, I would say the majority of it is organic and word of mouth. Uh, We do sponsor all of the local schools. Um, I graduated and played sports at a local high school and I sponsor their baseball team. I sponsor the football team. 
Uh, I sponsor, uh, there's another high school that's, that's around the area and I sponsor them as well, whether it's their softball team, I, any of the, the members of the gym that ask me if I'm in a position where I can give to their, you know, their, their kids fundraiser or, you know, help them raise money for something. I, I try to do my absolute best to, to give back. And, and I feel that just by giving back, I'm just going to, to, you know, to reap that in tenfold. I don't, I don't expect anything. I don't give to receive right. at all, but I just want to give. And, and I feel that that has been, you know, the ultimate, you know, uh, success strategy for us is just, for sure. just give back. And, uh, you know, but we do, we, we do our best to try and reach uh, current members. I, I, I want to bring more people in, but I do mm -hmm. want to make sure that the people that I have control of that are taken care of. Yes, right. So 100%. I want to do, so we, you know, we'll do events. We just had a big ladies night this past Friday where mm -hmm. uh, we partnered with this board and brush and we brought some wine and made this like charcuterie board and all the ladies just kind of, you know, painted and drank wine and, you know, all those, all those things. Right. Uh, That's fun. Fortunately, it didn't get too messy, but so like <laughs> yeah. to bring people together uh, right. that are within the facility, that is, that's the goal, but, or at least that's who I want to make sure is taken care of. For uh, sure. Yeah. You know, but we, we, you know, we write Christmas cards and that's, I would say I'm, I'm going to give a huge, huge high five to first form. Uh, my head coach is one of their legionnaires, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, or one of their ambassadors. And uh, she has supported them as much as they have supported her over the past couple of years. And I started, you know, taking their products and, and their protein supplements and whatnot over the past year. And now we've signed with them. We have all of their products and stuff with, you know, in-house. And every time I would order something from them, they would always send a, you know, on the receipt or-, or Something in, personalized. I thought that, and I would read every single one of them. I'm like, this is so, I felt that it was like, I felt that if I- met that individual that wrote that letter it would just be a quick high five like hey what's up how you been even though we've never met before it was just a, a really really right. cool connection so that's something that we have done and yeah. uh so you know over the past couple of years we have you know we write christmas cards you know just thanking each of the members for just being a part of the community and helping make you know make an impact and and just let them know that it's because of them we are where we are right and um you know, and if we haven't seen members in a little while, we'll pull reports for that. We'll write them something mm -hmm. and send it out in the mail just saying, hey, you know, we, we, we miss you or we're grateful for you or whatever the case may be. We try to reach yeah. out as much as we can, give them a call, hold them accountable. Uh, I feel that that's, I feel it goes that a long way. So exactly. It goes so mm -hmm. far. And I feel that you can make such a great impact just by doing that versus spending dollar after dollar right advertisements now i might do something if we are launching a new program mm -hmm. or you know we have a we, we just released uh that we have child care which is something that a lot of members have asked and requested but we've never been able to do it because i've never had a child care room so now i have a big child care room so that's something that i have recently done like a small little ad for to just let members and know and you know the rest of the community know that we offer something like that so but i feel spending dollar after dollar on newspaper ads and I, I think it's a waste of money yeah it has to be done right for sure um a lot of times it just ends up being a money pit if you're just kind of throwing you know throwing money at things here and there uh and just kind of hoping for the best so I definitely there's no understand -up, right if, there, if, if there's if there's no follow-up so you might mm -hmm. do some type of an ad okay not going to talk bad about the ad but you might do the ad however if you're not following up with that individual that 
you know, that may have clicked on the ad or may have filled out some paperwork. If you're not answering the emails that come through, every time an email comes through of a member signing up for a free class or inquiring about information, immediately, immediately I'll drop what I'm doing and I, mm -hmm. and I respond. Yes, it, the it, nurturing it, process. Yeah. Uh, within mm -hmm. the hour, I, I try to do my absolute best. And if I can't get to it at that point, then I'll let them know, hey, I apologize for not reaching out to you, um, you know, as quickly as I should, whatever the case, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, so that's something that I try to hold myself accountable to doing. Definitely, I want yeah. To be a part of what we, you know, what we offer. Right. Absolutely. That sometimes gets lost along the way, the, uh, the importance of nurturing those leads that you have to actually, you know, get them to come in to your facility, see what it is that you have to offer, get to know them, see how you can help them and then provide that service for them. Um, is, there are yeah, steps there. Sure. Absolutely. It's the personal, it's the personal service that makes a strong mm -hmm. impact. We had, we uh, probably two years ago, I ended up, um, not partnering or, or, but moving forward with this company that would do like automated emails and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And it's kind of funny because I remember when we were, when we were forced to shut down, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, there was emails that just immediately went out that said, Hey, you know, would love to buy you a free cup of coffee. You know, can we, can we, you know, meet up at a local coffee shop or something like that? And that was the automated email. However, every coffee shop was completely shut down. And when that right. email went through, I, I felt like an idiot. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. It sent to 500 people and said, I would love to buy you a cup of coffee. And I just, and I had people respond with, uh, the local coffee shops are still closed. Right. Uh, and we weren't even open. And I was like, oh my gosh. I right. Can't, I can't believe that just happened. You know, so I was like, you know what? I'm not doing the automated thing. I, yeah. it was a bit silly. And, you know, and I would have members come up to me and say, hey, thank you for the, you know, thank you for the birthday wish. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. It was an automated email. I didn't like mm -hmm. that at all. So I immediately said, and we didn't, we weren't with them for very long. I think they have a very, very good systems of operation. Don't get me wrong. I think that that's a very, very good thing. I'm, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not bashing it at all. It's a very, very good thing, but it just wasn't for me. It right. I like the personal connection. I like to reach out if it's their birthday, you know, Hey Brie, happy birthday. And right. whatever. That's the personal touch. Exactly. That's yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing that I love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing within your gym or your business today, what would that be and why? If I could snap my fingers and have one thing in particular improved yes whether it be something to do with your systems or like a service that you offer or anything of that nature anything is really up for grabs but mm. it's tough sometimes <laughs> it's tough right because i i feel everything that i have is is it's 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 great it's perfect and i don't use that term often but it is it's it's, it's great. I think if I could just choose one thing, it would be to have, cause I just moved into this facility. It would be to have a giant sign out front, which I'm waiting to get the approval on Yeah, uh, <laughs> the answer that you're looking for, but we're, we, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on a, a big, big sign to, to have out front. I just currently have a banner in place. So everybody's like, Hey, where's the facility? And I'm like, Oh, just look for the little banner. And, uh, but that would be the, the biggest thing, but I guess to be able to, to reach more people. Uh, I mean, yeah. Honestly, that would be, you know, if I could just snap my fingers right now, it would just be 
be able to be in front of more people. Right. Uh, I had something lined up with the local, um, oh gosh, what it's, it's like a senior citizen type home, except they are mm-hmm. completely independent. It's like a 55 and up community, something like that. So I had something lined up before the pandemic to go and speak in front of, you know, a, a pretty large community uh, that's, that's local, that's within walking distance of my gym. And, uh, to go and speak with them and share with them what we offer and how we can just help improve balance and coordination and, you know, and, and, and those types of things. And unfortunately that, you know, after even currently now, like I can't, they, it's not allowed, like they're not even allowing right. anybody outside the community really to come in. Mm-hmm. So I would say that for me, if I could just snap my fingers, it would be to, to just get in front of more people and yeah. be able to share with them, you know, the higher ground vision, the vision that mm-hmm. not only myself, but my, my staff, my team, it's, and I like to use the term we, it's not just me. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like it's, it's what we have to offer, which I feel is extremely unique. Mm-hmm. It's impactful. And that's the whole reason why be, you know, the why behind higher ground is to like the logo itself is, uh, it was kind of me just scribbling on a, you know, on a, next to the couch, a, a, a little end table. And I'm just kind of scribbling and I kind of drew it and I just kept refining it, refining it, refining it. And I'm like, wait a second, this is, I'm onto something because yeah. <laughs> trying to submit a name was very, very difficult. I had submitted so many and was turned down so many times. And I'm like, okay, is this not what I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, so the logo itself kind of represents, I mean, I don't know if you can see it here, but it just, uh, it's just oh, like, yeah down side to side it's a it's it's a mountain which I was like okay do I want to go mountain do I want to go heartbeat I guess it could be a little bit of both but it just represents that no matter which direction you come from the quote-unquote end goal which is there should never be an end goal I think right goals should continue to to uh to progress on top of one another each of them should just be another domino that's in place but we all want to we all want to reach for higher ground we want to become right. the best of versions of ourselves. So whether you come from this side, this side, progress can be measured. It's not just linear. Progress can be measured in a multitude of different directions. It can come from this side, this side, it can go up, it can go down. As long as your your sights and your vision are still on that goal, progress is being made. Right. So if you if you if you if you're moving forward and then you fall back, don't place any value on that. If anything, stand back up and go, okay, cool. I can't wait for that to hit me again because I'm going to be ready. Now I know how, right. Right. Now I know how to get through it. Yeah, It's no different than going into school and you, you know, you take an exam and you fail the test. You don't place, you you, you reflect, but you don't place value on that and say to yourself, okay, I'm just, maybe I'm just not capable of Mm -hmm. passing this exam. Now, if you're not prepared and you're not studying and doing what you're supposed to do in order to, you know, in, in order to fully grasp the, the, you know, the, 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 the test or whatever, the material, then that's on you. However, it's not because you aren't capable of doing it. Right. It's just that you need to just stand back up and, you know, tie your shoes a little tighter and keep moving. Right again. So keep that, going. Sure. That was the, so long story short, snapping my fingers, I would like to just, I want to get in front of more people to share that with them. Right. To provide that service, that opportunity for that community and the growth to as many people as possible. 100%. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? 
Okay, so we have the, you would think I would know this by now. <laughs> okay, so CF underscore higher ground is the Instagram account, which is typically where most, you know, posts and information is presented. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook is CF higher ground. And then you can find us at CrossFit higher ground.com. All righty. Awesome. CrossFit high ground in Georgia. Thank you so much, Cole, for joining us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you, Brie. Take care. Of course, you too. Alrighty, and to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer, and welcome back to Gym Lord's Podcast, where we interview real gym owners, where maybe they're in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, we have Abby Bixon from Atlanta, Georgia, who is the owner of Validus. Am I saying that right? Validus. Validus Strength and Fitness. That's Abby, right. say hello to Gym Lord Nation and give us that 30-second elevator pitch about your business and where your business is today. Hello, Scott. I'm so happy to be here. Hello, everyone, to all of the listeners. My name is Abby Bixon, and I own Validus Strength and Fitness. Just like what Scott said, it's located in Atlanta, Georgia. It's 5,000 square feet. Not too big, not too small. Um, we offer functional fitness classes and fundamental program classes. Okay, so functional fitness and customized programming within the group class setting, right? So yes, group talk setting. To, talk to us a little bit about the structures of what that looks like. I mean, now that you've painted the great picture of what the business's mission is regarding the service that you guys provide, mm -hmm. talk to us about what that structure looks like. So we do CrossFit movements. So before I took ownership, it was actually affiliated with CrossFit. During the pandemic, we got unaffiliated, but the structure remains the same. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So are you utilizing CrossFit uh, affiliation in any way regarding like resources and guidance and, um, you know, best practices for your mm -hmm. business? Or is this more so just you taking on the business head on and climbing this crazy mountain we call the gym industry? Yeah. So our programming is actually man, which is a CrossFit um, workout. So, but other than that, everything is still the same, you know, um, when we got affiliated, we didn't really dramatically affected us because the structure has always been the same. Gotcha. Yeah. Sweet. So, so let's get tactical here in terms of where the business is right now and what you guys are really focusing on. So something that I like to ask is, 
how are you how are you bringing in new members how are you attracting members to come into your facility i'm doing everything organically social media scott it's an awesome free platform so if you are a gym owner and you're listening to it right now if you are not taking advantage of that something has got to change i make sure that i post daily on all of our social media accounts and what's great about it is google sees it it notices it when you're consistently posting daily and it ranks our website in a higher ranking so definitely organic social media so are you able to track and measure what your costs are for organic client acquisition? Mm -hmm. Not at the moment, but I'm actually currently actively searching for that software that does the job. Oh, got you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you would like to understand and present systems inside of your business that allow you to track and measure your expenses. One of those would be costs for client acquisition which currently is being done from an organic perspective. So there's very little investment or cost other than time, energy, attention, resources, and so forth. Right, that's correct, Scott, you're right. And so have you ever, have you ever you know, had these type of business systems inside of your business before that allowed this type of functionality to occur? You know what, right now, I'm actually looking into like an email marketing. Have you heard of constant contact? No, so it's basically, um, the idea is sending out a mass email. It can be weekly, daily, but it helps the gym owners to like consistently bring out the idea to potential clients, current members, and also past members. Like, hey, come back to the gym and check us out if you haven't, if that makes sense. So this is an automated email campaign yes. that you're looking Correct. to communicate with either clients that you currently have or even previous clients that maybe the business had lost and to bring mm -hmm. them in front of them back into your, your system. Correct. Constant contact. Look it up. <laughs> Constant contact. And so, okay, so if you have this automated system or email campaigns like this, what would this do for you and the business? Oh, it will definitely keep me updated because um, I I believe I haven't tried it, but I'm just still doing my research. I believe it tells me who has seen it, who looks up to the website. Basically, it controls everything. It gives me notification. Or oh, oh, John checked out your website because of that email. Or Paul's checked out your Instagram because of that email that we sent. So it gives us an idea to like, oh, where does everything work? So everything works out together, if that makes sense. Yeah, so this kind of helps you get a pulse on the business and the activity, the engagement, the interaction, the in, uh, people inquiring about your business. So it allows right. you to either make decisions with that feedback on Correct. Hey. Yes, that's right. Gotcha. And so when you would take these actions, it would be in some form of communication, getting them into, you know, a sales process or a conversation to where Correct. then, you know, they will potentially come to your door or a um, right. an appointment would be booked for them mm -hmm. to 
you know, come in and try your product or you can sell them on joining up as a member. Oh, Scott. And also I would like to add, I also use Groupon. Oh, you use Groupon. Okay. Yes. So basically those fundamental uh, athletes who come to the gym, we have an amazing, wonderful promo on Groupon right now. And that's actually the first step because you just want these athletes to come in and check out your gym. And it's a great opportunity to sell the membership to sell how amazing the coaches are and how amazing the community is at the gym for grouping. You have to give Groupon 50% of any earnings. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. So, so that's a tough pill to swallow there. And then also very limited on the current systems that you have in the place, which you're actively in pursuit of because of the many different benefits that they can bring to your business. So here's my question to you. And I want to kind of create some tension here, but hopefully do it in the most loving way possible. Do you feel like the absence of some of these systems into place, whether that looks like automation with email campaign and communication or systems to track and measure, you know, um, client acquisition costs or even acquiring, you know, high quality clients, do you feel like that's a barrier right now for your business to grow? You know what? I'd like to think it as of an opportunity to uh, get okay. this. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think it of as an opportunity because you want these people to check out your gym. I mean, sure, unfortunately, I'm really not making a lot of profit through Groupon. It is when they sign up after the fundamental program. But, you know, it's still a great opportunity to send it out there. Oh, wow, four-week program, that's it. And I'll be able to, like, properly lift, you know, like, and during those four weeks, because our fundamental program, Scott, is four-week long, I am hopeful that I'm, during those length, that course, I am selling the membership. I am selling how amazing the coaches are and how amazing the community is. So I take it as an opportunity for sure. So the the four-week fundamental programming, would you say that that's almost like a four-week challenge? For sure. I would say it's a challenge. Um, It's not always a smooth transition. Um, Just like last month, we had 25 athletes who signed up. And on first day, there were only eight people who came and third week it's like the drop the drop rate is like really high not everyone commits but fortunately you know like we have those few committed athletes who stay all throughout those weeks but just like I said earlier it's an opportunity for the business for valid strength and fitness to show how amazing our membership is the coaches in our community what other opportunities are you thinking about feeling that would be beneficial? Take us through where you know your immediate focuses are right now for the business. Right now, I'm working on our website. I'm working on our brand. Because if you go to the gym right now, Scott, you would still see CrossFit Georgia Strong, which was an old name. Oh, really? Yes. So... <laughs> I'm trying to consolidate everything. Like right now, I'm renovating the fitness studio. I'm repainting the walls. I'm taking out, my next step is repainting the main area, which is 
the functional regular classes are being held because they're still an old logo, an old sign. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I'm focusing on having one brand and consult by consolidating everything. Hopefully, that gives a clear message to the members, a sense of permanence and a sense of identity. So website and logo and sign. Those three things for sure. And do you feel like those three things are going to help grow your brand? Absolutely, Scott. Absolutely. You know, um, just like what I said, there's like previous owners. It became from CrossFit Dojo, CrossFit Georgia Strong, CrossFit Validus. And then now I'm living it as Validus Strength and Fitness from all of our social media. The website is the same. The logo, it just gives a sense of permanence at the end of the, the, end of the day, the next day, it's still going to be the same community, one brand, one identity. Do you feel, are you, are you currently feeling, let me ask you this way. How are you feeling the impact on your business with these things not changed yet? There's still the old logo. It's still the old mm -hmm. website. We still have old signs up, right? You're currently in this transition period. Yes. So it's always a difficult or challenging position to be with tremendous opportunity. So it sounds like your vision goes beyond where you currently are into the opportunities. The only question is, you know, how am I going to get there? Right now you're mm -hmm. describing some of those ways. Now, I'd like to understand, yeah, I'd like to understand what the impact is on the business being in the current position that you're in. Just like you said, it's been challenging. I've only taken ownership since August. And so I, ever since I've taken ownership, I started on focusing on the social media, making sure that all of the informations are the same. Like the other day, I, I was just thinking about, oh my goodness, like our emails, we have cross, CrossFit validus at gmail.com. And the other one is validus strength and fitness. It doesn't match with every account online if you look us up. Mm -hmm. And then before it was CrossFitValidus.com, the website, and now it's ValidusFit.com. So I'm transitioning into like deleting the past website into just one brand. It, it's been a lot of work, but definitely worth it. Absolutely. I, I love your perspective towards all this, right? It's not one that is a negative perspective towards these things to where you feel bogged down or mm -hmm. down by this, but more it's like you feel inspired by this. Yes. You know, you know what? Um, we were so close at closing. Uh, the last owner didn't want to close it. And just thinking about the community and the members, it's all worth it. You know, I'm definitely trying to be positive. And if you ask my family and friends, they, they see me as a very positive person. And I like to think of it as a compliment <laughs> for sure. Do you feel like that's an important characteristic to have as a business owner? Absolutely. You got to stay positive. You have to stay inspired because who else is going to be positive for you? It's just you for yeah. sure. But don't get me wrong. There are days that, Oh my goodness, I got to sign up members. I got to work on focusing on the building the community. I had those days the other day. Last week was a tough week for me, but 
dwelling on it is not gonna get you nowhere <laughs> yeah, for absolutely. sure what a great head that you have on your shoulders and some things that you just said you know uh, are so real because it's not always it's easy not always flawless no yeah. <laughs> it's not always like that right and sometimes we get into these days where we know hey we still got to sign up members right we still right. got to produce this brand we still have to build our brand with integrity yes. and absolutely so i'm curious like some of the systems that you're currently looking into to implement into your business that can help fulfill automation so maybe you don't have to be there communicating with your clients via email or systems that could help build the brand right um, and build it with integrity have you ever utilized systems like this before no not yet i'm doing it all by myself that's amazing everything scott yeah i've been hands-on and i would like to think that i've been present at the gym you know like i start my day checking emails looking the camera everything make sure that coaches are great um the athletes are taken care of and then after that i go to the gym more calls i also pick up the phone calls from google voice you know you <laughs> name it you name it yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing so do you have opportunity to delegate some of these tasks with the current staff structure that you have you know what I would like to think, not failure, but I would like to think it as a challenge because I'm also taking care of the management, you know, the management duties. And so far, it's been like the most challenging thing for me, the yeah. management duties, because I'm still adjusting to right. leading people. I'm still adapting to various personalities of the team that I lead. Um, did I answer your question? I'm sorry, I feel like I'm just talking, Scott. No, it does. Yeah, keep going, yeah. please. Yeah, and yeah, those are some of the challenges because I feel like I was not like forced, but you know, the opportunity was presented to me and in one instant night, you know, you gotta do it all. <laughs> Right. You got to do. But I have an amazing staff. They've been nothing but amazing and wonderful. I couldn't have done it without their help for sure. Yeah, because it could be challenging, right? As as we're presented an opportunity like taking on a business, um, even if we are well experienced in the business side of things, there are always going to be new challenges that present themselves. And it's challenges that maybe we weren't ready for or we weren't aware of it was gonna take place, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. And so when you get into it, it's just, we have to be able to know what's gonna be good for the business, know right. how to make the adjustments, know how to make the pivots that are going to help our business not negatively impact the business. And so- Exactly. It's never your, gonna be perfect, but you learn from those mistakes. You learn along the way for sure. Right, exactly. You learn along the way. Now, I'm curious if the challenges that you're facing, right? Because we have a fixed amount of time throughout the day, 24 hours in every single day. Never now, enough, Scott. <laughs> never enough. It's, it's never enough. And so, <sighs> you know, one of the things that we can do is create more time for ourselves to focus on the business versus being in the business. So I'm just curious where your responsibilities 
are presenting challenges for you. Like, for example, are you training right now? And maybe that takes time away from you being able to focus more on, on the business? Or what are some of those challenges that you're describing? Do you see training or draining? <laughs> training. Yeah, training, coaching uh, clients or even coaching your coaches. You know what? I told the staff when I took the ownership, my focus is to grow the community, grow the membership, and it's their job to coach, to train the athletes. But I'm actually looking to get certified in level one CrossFit. Oh, it will just benefit me, you know? Um, my, my ass is in the line. <laughs> if everyone gets sick, you know, let's just be real. Yeah. I gotta... I got to do my job too if no one can coach. But as of right now, the coaches take care of that. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So you are able to take time to focus on the management side of things, to focus on yes. growing the community, growing the clientele. And right now, what that looks like is the organic approach and also implementing systems, implementing processes into place for you know, brand building via using integrity and also um, you know, glowing, growing the clientele yes. through you know, website creation and so forth. Yes, social media, correct. Social media, gotcha. Yes. So how difficult and time consuming is that for you right now? Just focusing yeah. on the management side. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I tell my family and friends, even the staff, I have never worked so much in my life. <laughs> I feel like the moment I wake up, I think about work. The moment I sleep, I think about work. I mean, it's a great thing, you know, it keeps me in toes. It's a very, it's been a humbling experience. Um, I've learned so much in such a short amount of time, but yes, it takes up my time. Like tomorrow is actually my birthday, Scott. Oh, and my good. husband's like, you know what? Take a break, it's okay. To step out of the gym it's okay yeah. just one day I said I have someone to interview in the morning I gotta be at the gym it's okay if yeah. you can't do all of your duties today there's still tomorrow it's okay so I'm still I'm trying to balance work life you know <laughs> are you um yeah I think that what's important there that you just said is balance work life right yes we have to find other things that we do throughout the day that creates that balance for you it sounds like it could be your family you know i don't know if you have kids but it does sound like you have a husband not yet <laughs> not yet but soon not yet. maybe and so yeah right now it really just sounds like you're a gunslinger activated entrepreneur who's kind of taking the bull by the horns but also going where that bull takes you correct so do you feel like do you feel like you are not necessarily out front of the business, maybe 10 steps ahead of it. So you know decisions to make for the business and really lead the business in the direction that you want it to go. So I never want to think of it as, oh, I'm always ahead because there's never, I don't want to be that confident, if gotcha. that makes sense. Like I always want to think that, oh, there's always room for improvement. Oh, I'm behind. You know, there's still so much things to learn. That just makes you a humble person, and, you know, and makes me want to work even more, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, I, I never want to, like, put in my head that I got this. Like, I'm already ahead. I don't have to work on it. 
what does that do for you in terms of your behavior and like the characteristics of who you are and the actions that you take? Wow, I just, like I said, it's been a humbling experience, keeps me in my toes. Um, I, I just feel inspired and just pretty grateful that the opportunity was presented it to me. Um, we have an amazing community and every time that I'm having a tough day, I just think of those athletes that, yes, I'm not only doing this for me, for my growth, but it's for the athletes, it's for the members why I take on this role. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that you're a very humble person, you know, and you understand that, look, getting into a place where I think I know exactly what to do, or I know exactly where to take the business, that's where I can start making mistakes. So what I want to do is stay humble, stay inside the business, and really get, get as much information as I can and so I was just curious, like with those kind of characteristics and mindset that you have, what are some of the ways that you're seeking information? What are, what are some things that you're looking at, looking into? You talked a little bit about systems, right? You found this. Um, uh, constant contact. Yeah, constant contact, right? So that's one outsourcing opportunity to you that you either seeked or was presented to you. So are these, is this an example of some behaviors that and actions that are being created for you being this humble person and you're seeking information well first of all thank you scott um i haven't really tried the email marketing yet but i'm actively searching on it and hopefully i will be able to implement it in the future like asap but yeah. yes um from what my research says it's 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 a great tool to stay in touch with the potential uh, members for the current members and hopefully the past members that will hopefully come back to the gym and get those memberships again. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then, so let's dive into like sales process then, right? Cause I think that we did talk a little bit about the client acquisition, what some systems can do for you, website, brand, organic, uh, you know, marketing and so forth, um, emails. So are you the person who's doing the selling right now when you are trying to bring new members in and sign them up? You know what? I believe selling starts once those athletes sign up for fundamentals. The moment they walk in at the gym, you got to be at the best forward. You got to make sure they are taken care of. You want to make sure that they will come back and you want to make sure that they will, let's be real, in four weeks, you won't really find that transformation. You know, a lot of these athletes say, I want to I want to get leaner. I want to get toned. I want to lose some fat. But in four weeks, for those athletes who don't necessarily come every single time, hopefully I'm selling the membership already. And also we have an amazing coaches who are knowledgeable and they truly care for the athletes. That's already the selling point right there. And also how amazing, wonderful the community is. You do not just lift and leave the gym. It's more than just a workout. It's the community. It's the support system at the gym at Valida Strength and Fitness. 
So what you're saying, if we can just back up and clarify that, mm-hmm. sounds like the product helps you sell. Absolutely. The coaches help you sell. Yes. Not so, just me. So would you take us, would you say that there's a process into place or is it more of like an organic sale that's going on? There's no process. It's basically an organic thing. And so, okay. Do you feel like that has impacted the conversion rates? Like let's talk for, let's talk quantified data for, for like a minute here. When you, let's say on a monthly basis, how many new members are setting appointments with you or, or new clients or new prospects are setting appointments and then they're getting converted into your membership program or billing cycles? It's so hard. Um, every month varies, um, especially we're still in the midst of pandemic and not everyone, yes, um, not everyone is still confident to come to the gym and train with other people. You know, that's why we actually have that open gym. Um, Due to pandemic, we have diversified our membership, but month to month, it just definitely varies, Scott. There's no certain number of athletes who signed up, if if that makes sense, yes. it does, it does. I'm kind of... Um, I'm kind of concerned there from a predictability perspective then. Do you feel like that it's hard to predict where the business will go for the future? Because I'm sure you didn't take this on thinking that it would just be this volatile thing. You would actually like to see, you know, steady growth amongst the community, steady growth amongst the clientele. So do you feel like not having that predictability in place can you know prohibit the business from from reaching its future goals just like you said scott i definitely want this community to flourish i want the business to be successful and yes it's definitely been a challenge but i take it one day at a time you know take it one day at a time one day at a time um i don't look at as if oh it's gonna happen in a month i think of it what do I have to do today? And after today, what do I have to do the next day? Because it's pretty overwhelming. If, if you see it as if, all right, what's going to happen in a month? I'm take, as an owner, I'm taking it day to day, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Now, okay. So if you're taking it day to day, can you tell me what it looks like for your business to start feeling what you want it to be doing, which is growing the community, growing the clientele. What do you believe are the required focuses on a daily basis? Now, we talked a little bit about website, brand building. We talked a little bit about, you know, creating systems, one of which might be like creating automated email communication Mm -hmm. campaigns, right? Challenges, four-week challenges figuring out ways to bring in new clientele. Are these some of the things that you believe will get you there? Or do you think that there's more beyond that? You know what? I'm going back to it again, social media, Scott. Not only I'm posting on Valida Strength and Fitness accounts and all of the social media, but also on my personal account. You know, I... I try to post daily on my stories, on Instagram stories. And believe it or not, people get intrigued. 
like if I post like me training, oh, and you know, it's very visual. They get encouraged, they get so intrigued, they get so motivated. And believe it or not, Scott, I've actually, fortunately, through social media organically, I've signed up several people for the next fundamental program through but just by posting stories they dm me and how i'm so bad at responding on dms i don't do dms scott so i'll give them my telephone number my cell phone number hey call me text me anytime except at 2 a.m i'm probably asleep you know but yeah they will call they will send me hey i'm really fascinated about the workout that you guys do at Valida Strength and Fitness, I would love to join. And that's when I would offer grouping in the fundamental program. Gotcha. Okay. So, so social media. Right, right. So, so uh, one might say that client acquisition process for you and that onboarding process for you currently looks like social media outreach, posting, and then they contact you because you've created some form of a call to action, right? Yes. They've contacted you either DMing, reaching out via phone, whatever it is. And then you are signing them up for your um, fundamental programming. That's a four week program. They go through that. Is that for free, by the way? Actually, it's, I believe it's $35 in Groupon. Gotcha. Okay. So great deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that fundamental program, and then, you know, throughout that four week program, you have a process into place where you're delivering value, they're getting value, and then you're taking them through this potential call to action post program where they're now signing up for your facility. Yes. So after the four week course, they actually have two weeks unlimited classes that they can attend no matter what time of the day what day they want but two weeks an opportunity to get the feel of how the community is get the feel of how the workouts are you know and how amazing the coaches are and how amazing you are oh (laughs) scott thank you you're so awesome too i like you you're my new best friend (laughs) let's let's not sell ourselves short here right like you are the business owner you are the face. It sounds like you're inside of the facility every single day. People want to meet you. They want to understand your brand. Now, right now, you are the brand of the business. And so I think it's critical. For- Am I? Like, pinch me. Like, it's yeah. still so surreal to me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and what an exciting time it is for you, right? It being a new Absolutely. to the business, um, very exciting time. And... Um, It does sound like if there's nothing else that you have, you have a fantastic head on your shoulders, very positive attitude. And so the frame of mind that a business owner has to be in, I I think that you have that unlock for sure. Now it's just about finding some of those fundamental pieces regarding the business to implement so your business can become this well-oiled machine to where now it's working for you, not against you right? For sure. Yes. So to kind of wrap up the show, then I love to ask my guests this question. Now, I know it's relatively new for you right now to be in this, this business, but very new, (laughs) but if you were, you know, you have developed a knowledge base and you have developed experience throughout this transition process, whether you know it or not, it might subconsciously be in there. So 
if you could speak to your younger self, maybe when you were first starting out or when, you know, you were just a client, what's the number one piece of advice from a business perspective you would give to your younger self, knowing what you know today? I would like to say, get to know the athletes that you train with in a deeper level. You know, um, I've been fortunate enough when I took ownership, Scott, um, I'd like to think that I wasn't a stranger to the community because I've been training at Validus since 2015. And that definitely made the transition go smoothly, if that makes sense. So I would tell my younger self, just get out there, get to know everyone even more. I mean, sure, I've formed friendships over the years, but if I can do more and get to know them individually, yes, that, that would be wonderful for sure. And that too, that's exactly what I'm talking about is that like you are the face, you are the brand. People want to come to the facility to get to know you, the coaching staff that you have, the community that you're building, right? So I think that that's a fantastic point. There's so much value behind that interaction, that engagement from yes. business owner to the clientele, because at the end of the day, that relationship will not be that business owner clientele, but it will be this even friend, community, family yes. feeling. And what is community without getting to know the athletes, the members? You know, it's pointless if you don't. That's well said, Abby. Where can our listeners find you on social media and on your new website? We are everywhere, guys. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We're even on TikTok, Tumblr, (laughs) YouTube, uh, Google Business, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Our username is Validus Fitness. V is involvable, A-L-I-T-U-S. F-I-T-N-E-E-S-S. And our website, it's called validusfit.com. And my personal Instagram is Abby Bixon. B as in boy, I-X-O-N. Add us up, guys. Abby Bixon. That's correct. Validusfit.com. You can find her all over social media as well. Jim Lord Nation, go check Abby out. She is new in this business, but she's in the transition of doing fantastic things. Jim Lord Nation, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Jim Lord's podcast. If you like what Abby and I had to say today, please don't forget, smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, take care and we will see you next time. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Anne Zamuto from A to Z Personal Training in Bill Rick and Mass. And how are you doing today? Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dominic. You are very welcome. I'm excited to have you here. Let's just hop into it. Tell us what you're all about, what A to Z does. Okay, so A to Z fitness training is um, fitness training that we do um, virtually online now. We're virtual and um, I do fitness classes. I do one-on-one personal training. I also do group training. And then of course, nutritional counseling or coaching is really what I call it, nutritional coaching. Awesome. So you are, as of right now, you are 100% remote business, correct? Um, no, not really. I go to people's oh. homes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I was thinking that you meant virtual, but Okay. Yeah. So you, you are, I see so, what you mean. so you do in-home training and virtual training, uh, but no, no in-studio training. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Just want to make sure we represent it the right way. So yes. let's, um, that's where you are now. Um, let's go back a little bit. Just give us a quick background, um, about, how you got into the industry, and I know you have some experience running a facility, how COVID affected that, and how you've pivoted and reinvented since then. Okay. Um, so, well, I started teaching fitness classes um, over 30 years ago, and through the through the years, through the time, um, ended up opening my own studio in 2014. There's a, there's a lot of experience in between that, but... <laughs> Um, and I had the, that was a beautiful studio, great clientele. We had classes again, same thing, classes, fitness training, uh, one-on-one training and group training. We also do obstacle course training, which started there at the studio. Um, when, um, COVID hit in March and the, um, lockdown came upon everybody, not just us, everybody, um, we started doing virtual classes through Zoom on that time, online classes. And um, right away, I had a great response, um, great clientele. I said, I'll give it a chance. I never taught online classes before that. You know, it's like, okay, well, let me give it a try. Uh, before I knew it, I had three or four a week that I was doing and um, a great following. So I started doing um, classes and was still, do- still doing them today. Online classes, um, very efficient and they can be fun. We use music. I change the classes all the time. Uh, Kickboxing we do. I do weights because I feel like any kind of strength training is important for anybody, male or female. Um, And we do a little bit of yoga and stretch classes. And then of course we do a boot camp on Saturday morning. So we have a variety of classes and um, all levels welcome. I, I take a lot of pride in teaching different levels. So it's not just hardcore, although we like to do that. And we also go down and and, uh, modify, if you will. Okay, so splitting time between uh, doing uh, in-home, in-home personal training, in-home fitness, in virtual training, and with with a a pretty good menu of offerings um, has been really where the business has shifted post-pandemic. And you found some different things that you can leverage with being more virtual than in person than you were before. And that's looked like 
um, having, having the opportunity to do more classes, having the opportunity to leverage your time a little bit better. Uh, what else has, has really looked at it? Like what have been the silver linings in the COVID dark cloud for you in that realm? Um, no, that's a great question. You know, I do try to, to look at it that way too, is a silver lining. Um, um, again, just being on, on the online classes are very efficient and kind of, I did talk about that a little bit. Um, we were, um, we were saying some of the people that come to my classes on a regular basis there, we do classes from six to seven. I do still, I know a lot of industry in the industry do half hour sessions, half hour classes. I do our classes and our training. I feel like it's more efficient for coaching than just giving a workout. But we were saying, you know, the class starts at six and by 7.05, you're downstairs eating dinner with your family. You know, there's not a lot of downtime, you know, in between. It's very efficient. We move quickly. Um, and I also feel like nutritional counseling has really taken off with the virtual because it is you're face to face with somebody and you can really um, get down to the nuts and bolts and talk about things that are that are going on with them nutritionally, too. So um, and then, um, yeah, and then we try to do one of the other things that I try to do to keep because some obviously there's there can be a little bit of that distance people like to be together is we've done a couple of hikes where we'll go to a local um we'll plan it ahead of time so everybody knows and um or we'll try to try to get together as as we can as like a fitness family if you will a lot of people throw that term around too so um yeah so again you know there, there's a lot of changes but um you know you're just kind of moving with the times and doing what the need is. And right now that's what the need is or is still, so. So even though you've gone mostly virtual and in remote to, to people's houses, still trying to maintain some sense of community, something that people would have had when they could have met up in line, you know, in, in the studio um, together. And this is a, it's a different, it's a different change than what we've seen a lot of gym owners. So we've had a lot of people who owned a brick and mortar facility, closed it down for some period of time through COVID. And then maybe they added this remote aspect or online aspect, but then reopened their brick and mortar and kept both. And we've had some that got away from it completely once they could reopen their brick and mortar. Then we've had some people who were never fitness trainers before and saw this opportunity because people started, um, realizing that online can be so beneficial. And then we've got your niche, which is you had a brick and mortar, closed it during COVID, and then realized basically you can service more people at, a, at still maintain a high level, um, leverage, give them more benefits because you know they get their schedule back, they have flexibility, there's all different things. And it's still up in the air for you whether or not you may or may not ever go back into a facility. You're not dying to get into one as we speak today, December, 2021 though. That's right, that's right. And I always, whenever I try to make a decision um, um, that's gonna affect my clients, I ask them, I send out an email and say, hey, you know, I'm looking at a couple of places to rent. What do you guys feel about this? Or you know, do you, are you looking to get back into a studio setting or, um, that type of thing. And, you know, a couple of people, you know, to, to paraphrase, well, actually one person did say this, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like we like what we're doing, you know? 
And um, so um, I'm always searching for what is the what's what's out there, what opportunity might be out there. But I'm not gonna force something to happen just because I think it might be a good idea. You know, um, I interviewed with a lot of people to maybe rent some space just to do the classes and, and training there, just to, as a, a private contractor. Um, the problem with that is, is you know, this schedule's the same as mine. Everybody is going to be. Um, you know, 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. and, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, so I'm just doing what works right now for A to Z in my clients, who is really the most important. Right. And I know you said that the studio space that you had when you did have the brick and mortar was pretty big. So do you think that in all likelihood, if you ever do go back to one, whether it's in someone else's space or your own, that it'll be a smaller, maybe personal training size studio, something in the, in the, the, you know, a uh, small percentage of what you had before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and that was an issue because of it had all windows in front. So it was either, well, it was never cold because you can always work out in the, in the cool weather. Right. But yeah. in the summer, it was really hot. So the AC bill was pretty high because I had to really keep it cool. And you don't know that until you, you know, it's a, it was a wide open space. And, um, so I always try to see if I could rent less of the space, but because of fire codes and things like that, they couldn't do that, right? I didn't need all the space. I had some of them were offices. I didn't need all that, you know? Um, but I did use it for classroom and teaching and, you know, try to make the best of it, you know? It was a, all of a sudden I have a classroom with a whiteboard. Okay, I guess we'll use it then. I did nutritional classes there, you know? So yeah. absolutely, I would go to a smaller, and I know that, I know that. Yeah, pros and cons, but not many people ever get mad at a good way to still service their clients, but cut their overhead. So yeah, um, in, yeah. indirectly. So what this new model has had to affect basically how you do just about everything to some degree. So let's make a quick run through on basic operations. So we'll start at the beginning. How how are you getting new clients now that you don't have a studio for them to walk into and and reach out to you? Well, I mean, I tend to use Facebook. I know it's not, not new and exciting, but it is, it is, you know, tried and true. It's still there. Um, uh, I'm pretty lucky where a lot of my clients will post if, it, you know, great class today, you know, that kind of thing. And, and that, you know, you, that, that carries through with that way. Um, I, you know, I try to run, um, I always let people try a class for free to drop in for free because then there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no real commitment. If you don't love it or you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. That, you know, and that's the other thing I would probably mention. Um, I don't have any membership. I don't do long-term memberships or contracts for people. Um, so I have monthly, like people can buy unlimited classes for a month. I have all kinds of, you know, packages, um, but I don't do a long commitment because I don't want somebody to feel roped into exercising. I want you to exercise because you feel like it's, it's adding to your life and it's an important part of your life. And you should be excited to come to classes, you know, or, or, or training, you know. I've had a lot of my clients for years and years and like a lot of years, you know, um, without one single contract, you know, or long-term commitment, those kinds of things. So, um, and then of course, you know, word of mouth is always good advertisement. I think any business owner would agree with that, you know, restaurant owners, that's usually how they get their people is, you know, word of mouth, you know, and, um, 
but always looking, you know, for, for, you know, anything different. The other thing that I try to do is, um, and unfortunately right now we, the, the town does a health fair. I do, I volunteer for that every year. Um, we, we haven't done it in the last year or so, but I've always volunteered for that. I do some work at the local high school. Um, and again, that just gets the, the uh, parents. It's more really the parents that would get information from that. I don't, that's not why I do it, but that's kind of a, byproduct of it you know I teach the, the the students and then the the parents have to know when someone's coming into the classroom right so the the instructor lets them know that um and so you know that's that's kind of about you know it for now for what I do for advertisement and that so it's um so it works pretty good you know it works for, and then I try to offer I always do some kind of a special um, like holiday class or, you know, summertime hike or something like that, because then you could always maybe get someone that maybe wasn't going to come to a class, but might try the hike or the walk or something like that. So just get creative. Yeah. So you're, you're working a lot of avenues there. The one thing that I just wanted to uh, clarify, because people look at it differently. When you say that you're getting a lot of people from Facebook, is that from, you know, hosting a Facebook group, from making posts, from doing things that we would call organic or free venues, or are you actually spending money, you know, putting cash in the Mark Zuckerberg fund and advertising through Facebook? Yeah, no, I have not done any of that advertisement. Um, somebody once told me, I don't know if I should say this on the air, but somebody once told me once you pay, um, they, and then you don't start paying, they bury your ad, you know, your, your post, they bury them because they want you to pay more again. So I was like, I don't know. So, and again, again, I mean, it's a little bit different now with, with the online training, but before I didn't need people from, you know, Hawaii or worldwide. Right. But now virtually actually it doesn't matter. You can get someone from anywhere. So, so it's a little bit different, but to answer your original question, no, I don't usually pay for ads. Um, I use, I do have private groups that we have. I also have, um, that way I feel like people can talk more freely about their fitness and stuff. So once someone signs up for classes, they get into the private groups. And then, um, and then again, like I said, when people, my people share their posts, then that's where it really goes out to all different kinds of avenues from there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So piggybacking off that, if you, people that are connecting with you on social media through Facebook, they have some degree of, collect, uh, of connection. They've liked your page. They've followed you. They know somebody. So there's a little bit of familiarity, but there's still this, you know, where we're used to as brick and mortar facility, having someone come in, sit down, do an assessment, chat with them. You're face to face when it comes time to say, hey, I think we're a good fit. Can we do business? And then there's an exchange of money in some, some way, shape or form. How has that changed for you with, you know, meeting people remotely, getting clients online, and then possibly never seeing them in person. Yeah, well, I mean, that is an issue. That's a real issue. I mean, you know, with with the, um, like the Zoom and the online, I mean, it's as close to face-to-face -face as you can get, right? I mean, you can, you can really see someone, you can kind of tell their personality. 
um, right up front. But most people, and, and I tell them, I'm willing to, to, to go to their home and meet them. And I've done this many times since then. Um, what, again, once the lockdown was lifted a little bit and things loosened up a little bit, I've been to many people's kitchens and we sat at the counter and, and, um, and chatted about what, where we would do it. And the nice thing about that is, especially if I'm going to train them in their home, which again, I do a lot more of now, I get to see what they, what they have. Right. So I go down their basement and I say, Oh, you have a bench, you have a chair, you have a ball, you have this. And, um, so it gives me a real, real kind of picture of what, what, what's going to happen. Um, but you know, face to face, uh, virtually online is, it's actually pretty good. You know, it's actually pretty good. Um, when I train people online, I tell them, can, can you turn to your right so I can see what's happening with that right foot? Or can you adjust your camera, put, pull the camera down a little bit or push your ball back so I can see where you are better, you know? I mean, I am in their face. I am on that. I'm not like, you know, in the back somewhere, you know, and one eye on them. I'm like in their face. Or, and again, I'll ask them to adjust. I'll ask them to move, you know? So I know I got a little bit off topic there, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. It's it, the more insight that we can get the better and it's it's interesting to uh to hear that you know one of the angles that you're taking is still because your business is is not generally spread beyond your local area you're still taking the time to meet people safely as face to face as you can so you do still have that personal connection yeah yeah so, you know, fulfillment, we've talked about a lot, you know, fulfillment looks like for you, you know, doing the, the in-person sessions, doing the remote one-on-one -on -one sessions, doing remote classes. Um, you're also um, have a degree um, in exercise physiology. You've got education in nutrition. Is that something, uh, especially on the nutrition side, that you just package into your training? Is it something that you offer as an add-on? to some clients that want nutritional coaching? How do you execute that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, actually. So um, personally, I feel like um, when, when someone hires you as a personal training, nutrition almost has to be part of it. Whether they want to lose weight or gain muscle, it, nutrition is going to play something in there. If they're stressed or they want to be healthier, it, nutrition is just everything. It, it's really hard to separate the two. So if someone hires me as a personal trainer, the nutrition part of it is always a key component. And you don't have to pay extra for that. We're just going to use some of our time. We're going to build the time around that. And um, which is one of the reasons that I tend to still do our sessions, because I feel like with an hour session, I can ask them about their food. I can ask them about their sleep, their stress level, and we can still get a good workout in. Right. So we can have a little bit of checking in, a little bit of accountability and also get a good kind of good workout in. I was going to say butt kicking, but that's probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, I and hope it's half, uh, sometimes. Yeah. Call it what it is, yeah. For sure. And half hour session, sometimes you miss that because you don't want to leave, you don't want them to leave without having a good workout in. So then what 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 gets put off to the side is stretching, usually, which is again a little bit of older clientele gets really, really important. Um, and, and and again, that coaching for nutrition, all of that gets pushed a little bit um back to the side. Um, so that, that is part of personal training, nutrition counseling. And then the other thing is I absolutely offer with some people say, you know what, I can work out on my own. I'm really good at it. I'm faithful. Um, I have a gym at work or wh wh whatever they do. They could even just come to my classes. 
classes, but don't do personal training. I just need some help in nutrition. And then yes, we would meet once or twice a week, depending on the package that they buy. And, um, and we would, again, either meet them in person at their home, if they're not comfortable with that, we do one-on-one. -on -one. And I have, I have, I definitely have both of those. And, um, I'm usually always writing notes on that. And then I'll give them some challenges or uh, homework or um, things to think about to do. And then we check back in and we'll see where they're, they're going with that. So I, I, I definitely build in the nutritional into the personal training, but I also market it on its own for sure. Got it. Got it. Okay. So uh, we don't have a lot of time left and I know time flies, but there's a couple of topics that I do want to hit um, before, before we let you go here. One of them is, um, we know what you're doing now. Um, do you have a vision for the future? Are you waiting to see how COVID plans out? Or do you, do you have an idea, you know, three, four, five years down the line in your perfect scenario, what your business would look like? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to say with COVID because that changes daily with, for all of us, you know, I kind of, yeah. So that, 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 that's a tough one, but, um, you know, I, I do see, I will probably all continue teaching classes probably forever. I don't see that really changing. It's something that I enjoy and I know my clients enjoy it because they keep coming back. So that has to tell you something, right? Um, so whether it's still virtual or not really depends on my clientele. If they still enjoy that and like it online, I will definitely hundred percent continue to do that. But if it's something that they don't like later on, then I definitely going to have to start searching whether I open my own or rent from somebody else. And I'm not afraid to do either of those two things. Um, but one thing that we'll continue to do that, that, that I think we did get, we talked a little bit earlier about silver lining is trying to get, we call it the fitness family together and do hikes. We're going to do some snowshoeing in probably January or February, depending of course on the snow. Um, so we're going to do more, a little bit more recreational things where it's not, I'm not just the instructor. Everybody is a group and we do it together. And, um, I'm, and I'm hoping more of that, that happens too. So, um, so yeah. So Keep we'll pumping just, that fitness family up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it is that community, you know, people feel like they belong and um and then we're all in this together kind of thing which sometimes when you're in the middle of burpees it's like yeah we're all doing this together <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um okay so last big question um and this one may take a minute or two before we let you go here you've been in this business a long time you've seen a lot of things uh on the business side on training methodologies on so many different aspects of it so i know it's hard to narrow it down but if you think you could pick out one lesson or, or one thing that you'd like to tell your younger self at, at somewhere along the point in your career, it doesn't have to be the beginning, that you think would have been the biggest impact, what do you think it would be? Oh, boy. Um, I know. You've been in the game a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but if, there's, if there's one aha moment, or it could have been in the last year, two years, it, it doesn't matter when, but something that you, you think that you wish you knew sooner or you could share. Um. You know, I guess, I guess just having the confidence, um, you know, in, in myself and knowing, I, uh, all right, let me back up a little bit. I feel like one of the reasons that I am successful as a personal trainer is because I'm pretty good at reading people 
it's not that I have the best exercises that nobody else thought of because everybody, you know, everybody shares, especially now online. When I, when I first started, we, we were going to, you know, um, uh, conferences to get, to get ideas. And we were, you know, there wasn't anything online to get recertified and all those things, you know? And um, so I, I wish, I wish that I did do a little bit better with just having the confidence in what I was doing um, rather than doubting myself, I guess is probably a good thing. Um, not that we shouldn't all check in once in a while, make sure that we're where we should be. Um, but probably confidence, I guess. And I think that just comes with age. I don't know if I would have, you know, if anyone has that when you're too young anyway. Um, to be honest, I can't think of anything other than that, um, which is one of the reasons that I went back to school because I knew that I knew people. I knew people I could, you know, I do pretty good with, you know, finding out. Um, I don't do one size fits all when it comes to exercise. And that's what I mean by reading people. Um, and so, I wanted the science behind it. And so that's why I went back to school to kind of put those two together, the science and then the, the you know, and then the, the personal part of personal training without sounding too corny. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's what it would be is confidence. And what I was doing was the right thing, you know, is really what it comes down to, you know, but you know, we're always learning. We're always learning. <laughs> I think the coolest part of that is, you didn't have all the confidence that you felt like you needed. So you went and took the steps to get it, to put yourself in a position where you're like, now I've rounded myself all off. And now like, now I do have more confidence because I know that I had this and this hand and now I layered on some more education and training and now I can come guns blazing. That's right. Full package kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, that's a, that's a good way to, to, to say, to read that. Yes. So if Absolutely. you don't have the confidence, figure out what you need to feel confident and do it. That's right. That's good. That's good. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, we are just about out of time here before I let you go. Um, where can people find you? What's your Facebook at and what's your website? So that if people want to check you out, they can find you. Um, so we are at A to Z training um, on Facebook. If you do at A to Z training on Facebook, it'll just come right up. And um, I have other links to other pages on that page once you go on to that one. And um, A to Z training at Wix.com is also a website, which, yeah, which is Perfect. right on there. So, yeah. Perfect. So yeah. A, A to Z, if you guys listen, haven't picked up A to Z and Zmudo. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to you too. Thank you. Thank you for your You're time. Very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time too. Thank you for being here, spending part of your day with us. If you found value in this episode, please click, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out. We'll get you on as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, Keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Ward's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.